Welcome back to In Omnia Paratus. I'm Angela here with my ho- here with my co-host Jay. Are we going with co-host or host? Second host? I don't know. We're still figuring it out, but welcome back to episode three of season two. And I had one intro, but Jay, considering how we just saw each other earlier this morning, but there's been an adventure between when we parted and now, maybe we should just start with that. Okay, shoot. So as you know, about three hours ago, you left me at the Palace of Fine Arts. Not like you left me as in you left me, but as in we parted ways. Jay got in her Uber and I was waiting for mine, which was about a minute away. Can confirm. And in that minute, my Uber arrived, called me, said they couldn't find me, even though they were just across the street from me, canceled the ride. I then got rerouted to two other Ubers who then also canceled. Then my phone died. Then I had to get on the bus because I couldn't figure out any better form of transportation from there in an area of the city that I'd never really been before. I think I've only been there once. Then asked a stranger to borrow their phone, called Jay, left her a voicemail, got on a bus, was supposed to transfer to another bus, missed the transfer point by like 10 blocks, had to take another bus to go back to where I needed to transfer, then got there right as the bus I needed, left. Then I was waiting at a coffee shop where a very nice stranger reminded me that chivalry and kindness are not dead. He let me charge my phone and gave me a free coffee. Now, did like you look into stress? Did you like ask him? Like um, how did I need to know? Like I need a recreation of this interaction. So basically, when I got the bus that I needed to get to, it was pulling away right as I was trying to get on it. I chased it for half a block, didn't catch up with it, then walked back to the bus stop. And then this one didn't have any benches or like a timetable. So I didn't know when the next one was coming. So right behind it was a coffee shop. So I walked up and asked the guy at the window. It was really cute little coffee bodega, I think they called themselves, and asked him if he knew when the bus was coming. He said he didn't. He asked if my phone was dead. And I said, yes, asked him if there was a phone there that I could use or borrow. And he said, yes, handed me his phone and then offered to charge my phone while I was waiting. Then he heard me call you and go through the mini explanation of what happened. And then he asked me if I wanted anything to drink. I asked for a lemonade. They didn't have any. So he gave me free coffee. Angela in the food service industry, ladies and gentlemen. Really? If you're you're looking for a food hookup, look for me and I've got you. Now we just need to get you to like ones that restaurants I actually want to go to, like Nobu or I think the standard has food. There's like a cool Japanese place in LA. In San Francisco, there's this um, Japanese steakhouse called Niku I really want to go to. Oh, okay. So like, let's like upgrade the hookup from like coffee and Taco Bell to like <laughs> places that have amouge boosts, which are like ridiculous for the fact that they're meant to be a bite. But like, nobody is satisfied from a bite. Seriously. But while I'm waiting on the Michelin star hookup, I did almost have an Oscar in for a while because I took a candy making class at a little boutique chocolate shop in the North Bay that actually made chocolate boxes for the Oscar gift bags. Cool. Mm -hmm. They made them every year for like 20 years. I think the woman who owned it retired and she closed up shop. But every year they went to the Oscars. So whenever you took a candy making class, they would actually show you like a little video of them at the Oscar parties. Very cool. 
Yeah. So we don't normally do segments and they don't really last long. This is a segment we normally do, but like I have a name for it, which is what did Jay learn on TikTok today? Oh, I love it. So the fun fact, did you know with the creation of the iPhone, chewing gum sales went down 15%? Wait, seriously? What, yes. What's the correlation there? Most chewing gum sales comes from people twiddling their thumbs in checkout lines. But when people started going on their phones and weren't as aware of their surroundings, I oh. guess people bought gum less. Wow. So what does that mean? Like, is, is chewing gum an endangered food species? Candy? Oh, because breath is always stinking and kids like to blow bubbles. <laughs> Speaking of breath stinking, have you seen Colin Jost and Scarlett Johansson's Super Bowl commercial? No, I haven't. Okay, so I have a really, really firm opinion on this. Again, listeners, we're recording this about a week in advance. The Super Bowl is about to happen. I am a really firm believer that you should not see Super Bowl commercials before the Super Bowl. I don't like that a lot of the commercials that I'm seeing right now are the same ones that I have, in theory, been waiting for to see tomorrow. Have you seen the one for Nissan? Here, I'll tell you who's in it and you can t- you'll can you know. Okay. Eugene, Eugene Levy, Brie Larson, uh, John Batista. No, I said John Batista. Dave Batista, whoever plays Okoye, and someone else. Oh, no, I haven't seen that one. I, so far, I've been pretty good. I've seen the Mila Kunis Demi Moore one for at oh, Wait, they're both in it? Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that one. I'm excited for that one. It's pretty good. I just, I was, I was a little disappointed because I've already seen it for about three weeks now. So See, unless they're going to do some kind of little extra tidbit or they're going to release another new one with both of them in it for the Super Bowl, I'm disappointed. See, I love Super Bowl commercials, not because I watch the Super Bowl, but I love that it's a way that we get certain glimpses of things we wouldn't normally. Like how, I think it was last year or two years ago, it was a Super Bowl commercial where Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis did it for... Cheetos or Doritos oh yeah it's the Cheetos one I love that and then so but like they're not very they're kind of more publicly coupled but they're still not they're like more than Beyonce and Jay-Z but less than Kristen and Dax Mm -hmm. and then like Colin and Scarlett have been like very private so to watch them do like a two-minute commercial it's like it's a way for them to like feed the fan shipping and the loving of their relationship and get paid like so much money it's re- it's funny. I liked it. And they're going to need it because apparently Colin Jost wants to quit SNL. I thought you said they were both getting fired. He and Michael Che. Is that a lie? No. Michael Che repeatedly comes under like controversy and so they're always talking about firing him. But then he's also like the co-head writer with Colin Jost of SNL. Mm-hmm. So like how can they do that? I have a lot of jokes that are SNL appropriate but not appropriate for our podcast. So I'm just going to keep them to myself. <laughs> Oh, yes. The other thing is, if you tuned into last week's episode, which you should have, we had the whole Annie Halley debate. Similarly, this is one that wasn't formatted in the same way, but I was fascinated. So I'm curious, Angela, like what your process was on this. Um, It was a millennial woman getting ready and she's like, growing up is realizing that you're an Ashley and not a Mary Kate. And for me, I always wanted to be Ashley. Like, I always liked Ashley better. So I was really confused. And so I texted it to one of my friends and I was like, wait, it's like, oh, I'm a Mary Kate. Like, I always like Mary Kate more. I thought it was just assumed that Ashley, like, we all knew she was prettier and like the better one. (laughs) Wait, as in you're an Ashley, are they trying to say like you're more type A than type B? Yeah, like you're more Ashley or Mary Kate. Like who you identified more with, like when watching the movies. I always picked Ashley. I always wanted to be Ashley. 
Mary-Kate had the short hair. Mary-Kate did have some of the cuter boys, I will admit that. But like Ashley was always the one in pink, which for me, her hair was always longer. She always liked fashion. She was a little girlier. Yeah, see, I always liked Ashley, but I definitely saw more of myself in Mary-Kate. That's so weird. Like I didn't, I I thought it was like just a, a universal thing that like we all were like, oh yeah, Ashley. And then so for that, I personally went like, I was like, okay, well, like, let me go through other people. So I started with T and Tamara and I stand by this. I liked Tia better on the show and I liked Tia better off the show. Oh yeah. Do you watch their reality series or have you ever seen an episode? I did. Tia, I don't know if it was a bad edi- edit, but like Tia didn't look so great on the show. I will admit that mm-hmm. in my opinion. I wasn't a big viewer, but in the few episodes that I did see, I was just like, how much influence do Tia and Tamara have over this? Because I feel like neither of them are looking that great. But are you a sister, sister, were you a Tia or Tamara? I feel like I definitely was more Tia. Like in terms of Ashley or Mary-Kate, I feel like Ashley, Mary-Kate and Ashley were kind of similarly on par in terms of general like aptitude but it was like where they personally leaned that was different and for Tia and Tamara in Sister Sister I feel like I leaned more Tia because I was a little bit more like academically inclined and studious so I didn't always identify with some of the escapades that Tamara would get them into. Interesting I see that but the thing is like in college I feel like the sides I see pull more Tamara and I don't know if that's like a college versus high school thing I feel like you and I had a similar experience where high school was hard than college Mm -hmm. so like in high school I can't vouch for you because as you heard in our first episode I had no Angela then but in college you definitely I felt like pulled more of like the Tamara goofy dance party like trip and fall in front of boys like you had that kind of like goofier side I think in college it was also kind of my just learning to let go or not even learning to let go but just having to let go Mm -hmm. so I didn't get to be as in control and like perfectly curated as I would like to be, as I am still not today, but here we are. But speaking of twins, Jay, I was reading a very interesting article that segues us into today, that segues us into today's topic. (laughs) Did you know that they're actually doing research studies right now involving identical and fraternal twins to see whether there is a genetic component to the frequency of your nightmares? I mean, I didn't know that one, but I know we've been testing like nurture versus nature things on twins since like forever. Yeah, so in this study, they're essentially studying the sleep patterns of twins and trying to they'll interview them about whether they remember their dreams and what the content is. And then they're trying to see like how often they have nightmares, whether they're dreaming about the same things, and then comparing that to their greater family's experiences as well. Speaking of sleeping, my foot fell asleep again. Oh my god, wait, mine did too. Left or right? Right. Oh, okay, mine's the left. I always sit on my right foot though, so I'm not surprised. I have both feet on the ground right now, and my left one fell asleep, like, like right as we were starting to record, so I don't know what's up. I used to have all my dreams recorded in my notes app. I can't find it. Oh no. I know. But today, ladies and gentlemen, gals, gays, and days, we are talking about dreams. And this is very self-serving topic of mine because I have a dream that Jay very heavily influenced about two months ago that I have specifically been waiting to pull out for season two because everyone needs to know what Jay did to cause me such emotional distress in dreamland. Okay, this isn't the first time I've done this. <laughs> 
Okay, yes. We're going to go with the first. So the first two I remember. Mm -hmm. The first one in college. I mean, these aren't in order, but I have a more vivid memory of the second one. Angela started dating a boy. Or not even started dating. They started talking because she was set up for insert sorority event here. Mm -hmm. And they met, like, I think I met him because we went to the parties and stuff. And I was like, yeah, like, nice dude, whatever. The next day I get a text from Angela like, hey. And they've, like, started talking. Like, not, like, just, like, communicating. But, like, in the stupid, like, millennial, millennial dating term, like, talking in quotes. Like, hey, do you, like, like him? It's completely okay if you like him. But, like, I just need you to let me know. And I was like, no. No. And then she's like, okay, I had a dream. I don't recall the rest of it, but it was something like, and my dream was telling me you liked, you liked him too. And that's okay. I just need to know. It's like, yeah, no, I'm good. Thanks for checking in. I have super, super intense, realistic dreams. And sometimes after I wake up, I either think I'm still in the dream or that I haven't slept at all. And I was just reliving the last day's events. Can you recall more of the dream I'm speaking of? Yes, I can. And so we, we were like sitting in his apartment and like our friends were there and okay, his in friends the were there in the dream. Yes. Okay. And everyone was talking about how cute you guys look together and when you were going to go out and all of this stuff. Like I wasn't there at all. <laughs> so I woke Wait, up and I literally like you thought. There? Like you mean like like you weren't there, like people were ignoring you or you weren't there and you were like big brothering watching it? Like they were ignoring that I was there. Got it. Yeah. And so I woke up the next day and I seriously couldn't remember. Did this happen? Did I just dream this? Is this an omen of what's going to come? No. Nothing like that happened at all. But, you know, sometimes I just have to check. But no, this one, this one is actually kind of funny. It took me like maybe 30 minutes or so to like snap out of it when I woke up. All I know is that I get to be on the Bachelor in Paradise Beach in Mexico. Yes. As you all know, about a year ago or two years ago now, because we are in year 2.5 of the pandemic, I started watching The Bachelor. And last <clears throat> Jay heavily advocated for me to watch The Bachelor when it was good before 2.5 years ago. And then I finally started watching on an ill-fated trip to New Orleans where there was nothing for me to eat. So I just laid in the hotel room hungry watching Peter Weber. See, I wanted you to start with Hannah B's season is the one I was like, okay. Okay, I've watched enough in and out, but like Hannah B, after her stint in the windmill, like, oh, this would be a good one for Angela to start on. She didn't do that. She did start on windmill guy, but she didn't start with that. And her bachelor experience has gone downhill since then. Speaking of, did you ever finish Rachel's season? No, I didn't. I'm midway through. Because I finished Rachel's book and it's very good. So you need to finish her season. All right, I'll finish the season and then I'll I'll read it. And then you get to finish Clayton's season. Oh my God, I seriously, if things do not turn around in the next episode, I will be one of those people Venmoing him for emotional damages. I would like to point out that before his season started and people were asking me if I was going to watch, I was like, no, this is going to be a bad season. And everyone who's watching has confirmed and is very distressed texting me, this is a bad season. It's horrible. My mom actually, after the last episode, approached me and asked me to make her a Twitter because she needs to voice her opinion on this. Oh, we stan. Right? So I told her it's going to be the reverse of North and Kim's TikTok. No, so it's, it's going to be Angela and Lucy and the bio is gonna read this is a daughter run account. Oh I love that. Yeah so I'm gonna have to tweet for her. Oh you're gonna Karen up the internet. 
But back to your dream. Okay, so yes, this is a Bachelor in Paradise themed dream. And this was during the Piper Brand Brendan Brandon Brady yes. drop. Yes, this is influenced on the last season, so it involves Serena P, Grocery Store Joe. Love Serena P and Grocery Store Joe. Demi, Noah, Abigail, Ivan, oh my God, I'm Yesenia. Like all of these people were there. Also, you need to fact check this. Yes. Ivan was like arrested for potential murder and he's still on camera and he's going on like the bachelor on tour what so like i don't know how that got resolved so i'd like that fact checked oh my okay anyway i'm honored to be on the beach with everyone you were there a couple of our other friends were there and i didn't tell you this but nick jonas and kendall jenner were also there oh my god i love i love the people i get to hang out with go me we get there it's day one we're all hanging out on the beach in mexico at the bar and i hit it off with nick jonas if I steal him, I have no regrets. No. So, like, it's great. We're vibing. Like, we're the couple everyone wants to be. Like, no one's looking at Serena and Grocery Store Joe. It's all about us. And I'm- It's because you're brown. Oh, my God. Okay. So, like, I'm feeling it. He's feeling it. Everyone's feeling it. We're adorable. We're the camera darlings. And then, like, what is it? Like, every few days they drop in someone new. A couple days mm-hmm. later, Kendall Jenner shows up. <laughs> and she picks Nick to go on her one-on-one date with. We- they, Stand a tall girl who loves a short king. So they go out, they go windsurfing, they come back, they've had a great time. She wants to keep hanging out with him. He tells her he's not sure. He comes back to me. He tells me that he totally wants to be with me. And obviously, like, we're the ones who should be together. But then he ends every statement with, but I'm just not sure. So it's like affirmation, and then I'm just not sure. And then all of a sudden, my dreamscape shifts, and I'm in the campground for my sixth grade Girl Scout camping trip where all of the buildings looked like they were part of an old-fashioned asylum. There are these wire, rusted like camp beds with like plastic-covered cot mattresses. We're in the middle of the woods now and it's all dark and misty and all of this stuff. And then all of a sudden, I'm in a field and it's just me in the field. And then Kendall Jenner goes riding by on a white horse and she's wearing this (laughs) all-white outfit and her hair is blowing majestically (laughs) through the wind and she just keeps like galloping around the field she just like keeps glowing brighter and brighter and then all of a sudden like the stable master is standing next to me and he's talking about how rare the horse that she's on is and how it costs 10 trillion dollars and how like Kendall is like the most majestic horsewoman he's ever seen and they're a perfect pair together but why shouldn't they be together and like all of a sudden then Kendall starts galloping up into the air on this horse and ends up riding through the clouds does the horse have wings no, she's just nice. galloping through the clouds. And then I just like burst into tears because apparently in my dream, like match of Kendall and the horse is like some signifier that like Nick is going to pick her because why else wouldn't he want some supermodel galloping through the clouds? And then I'm like in my sleeping bag back on the cot crying my eyes out. And then Nick Jonas comes in and he's like, of course, I want to be with you, but I'm just confused. Of course, you're the one for me. I'm not interested in Kendall, but I'm just confused. And on and on and on until I wake up and I'm crying and I'm trying to figure out like where I am because my bed doesn't match the camp cot that I was just on in the sleeping bag. And where did Nick Jonas go? Oh my God, I've been abandoned. So how did I cause you emotional distress? You had me start watching The Bachelor. No, I don't take credit for that. 
Eh, I don't know. But yeah, that was my super crazy dream, which the only thing I could think about is that around the time it was happening, I was super, super into the aloe yoga sale and Kendall was a model and she was wearing the skirt that I really wanted that I could never wear because my hips just aren't flattered by it. Or you just love the Kardashians. Or I love the Kardashians, true. But I was really confused by the Nick Jonas aspect because I've never really been a Joe Bros girl. I mean, he does have that one song I really like about throwing bacon on it but I've never been into him like that. He's still taller than you. Oh, really? Yes. Well, I don't know. Tall. He's like Tom Holland or slightly taller. I'd say probably a little slightly taller. His movie's coming out soon. I'm so excited. I've sent you a bunch of press for it. One of them was Tom thought Mark Wahlberg gave him a sex toy and was driving him back to his hotel to Harvey Weinstein him. Oh my God, I saw that one. And the other was on Capital One. They play this game, which we can play one day called Sit Down, Stand Up, Mm -hmm. which is where you call people, but like you make a bet. Like, are they... Do you think they're sitting down or standing up? And then you call them and ask them, are you sitting down or standing up? Oh my God, that's great. Um, oh. Spoiler alert, two people they call are Tom, not Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield and Timothy Chalamet. Yes. I love that Andrew's getting the recognition that he deserves for his Spider-Man. Never saw him. I seriously think you would like them. Was he still in high school? Because like Andrew Garfield like does not look like he's in high school. He was a senior in high school. That's more triggering than like the Pretty Little Liars girls being 30 something when the show ended. Seriously. That show also went on way longer than it needed to. Mm-hmm. But back to dreams. As you guys have heard, I have super realistic dreams. You just heard one of them. And now I think, Jay, you and I, I think we should go back and forth from some of our dreams' greatest and worst hits list. And we can try to do our own little interpretation of it because I did some dream research and there are apparently a variety of things that can actually influence whether or not you have good or bad dreams. Um, The first one that comes to mind is people, for the longest time, I said I was afraid of horror movies. Mm-hmm. Angela can now confirm I've seen one and a half horror movies. Technically yes. two if you're going by genre defined, but one we would both consider a horror movie, correct? And one a half horror movie. Yes. So now I know that I don't prefer the horror genre, but it was kind of like in the therapy sense, I was more afraid. I told myself I was afraid of horror movies versus actually knowing if I was afraid. Mm-hmm. So, but this all stems back to childhood as everything does. Um, In the eighth grade, my friends really wanted us to watch Sweeney Todd's The Music and I was like, uh-uh, it's scary. Because I know it was Johnny, not Johnny Depp? Yeah, Johnny Depp. Okay, yeah. Johnny Depp. But like, it was a musical and we all watched it in the morning because I was too afraid to watch it at night. And after that, I had... Angel, have you seen Sweeney Todd? I have not. Okay. Um, Spoiler alert. Johnny Depp finds out that his BFF, once he comes back for redemption, knew his wife was the homeless woman on the street, didn't tell her because Helen and Bottom Carter, who plays the best friend, was in love with him. So he goes to dance with her at the bottom of the pie shop where they're killing people and throws her into the incinerator and you watch her burn. And then after that, the little like boy who's helping in the pie shop, who's in, who like sees Helen Bottom Carter's mother figure, slits Johnny Depp's throat as he, Johnny Depp is mourning his dead wife now that he knows it's his wife. Oh. So for Jay, doesn't watch horror movies, I had three dreams where that scene of him spinning her into like the oven played for what felt like hours. <laughs> the second dream that was very similar was after I've seen Lay Miz and I've only seen Lay Miz once. You've seen Lay Miz, right? Yes. This has nothing to do with musicals also. I mean, it has to do with like a time period because I got similar creepy vibes from Phantom. Mm-hmm. But but just typically like musicals were like my vessel for this particular time period. In Les Mis, you know when they go to the prostitute lane? Yeah. And like they're pulling out the teeth and shaving her head and like they're all, all the women are like dirty and like scraggly looking. Yes. I had a dream like one of those women like, kept following me like in an old kind of city environment. Like I couldn't get away. And uh, I like woke no. up crying. I've never watched Les Mis since. I 
tempt myself like every few years similar to eggnog i'll like watch like phantom it's like can i do it it's like i'll start by listening to the soundtrack like okay i did that then i start watching the movie i'm like okay i made or i made it through that and with like lay miz i'll watch like the first act which is i think like until hugh jackman like the pastor like, lets him steal all the gold and whatever mm-hmm. the father pastor holy ghost whoever and then i skip <laughs> the second part which is the anne hathaway dying part and then i can watch like the third part on but yes i've never fully watched lay miz again because i'm like uh-uh and obviously i've never watched sweeney todd again Oof, no i don't blame you i think i haven't had any really bad horror movie related dreams but if i watch too much law and order svu all of a sudden benson and stabler are in my house trying to protect me from some kind of predator oh my god speaking of that though when i first started getting into bones i had just dreams of like dirty corpses everywhere oh my god no so i just stopped watching bones like at the rate and like passion i was watching it for the creepiest one which fortunately i never had a dream about you watched all of bones right no i've only seen i've only seen episodes i don't even think i've seen a full season god i think you would like it but towards the end we get the marionette serial killer ah that just sounds awful and so like yeah we're we're, like they're like lifting it and like that was creepy oh i had some dreams about psych from the yin yang episode oh okay yeah i think actually like more than film and television i have a lot more nightmares related to books because i feel like when i'm reading i have to do a lot more mental work where i'm like constructing Mm. the world so i've already like built a visual in my mind that's easier for me to slip into when i'm asleep that's why i don't like reading fiction that's why i try to stick to nonfiction. i am reading my first not like my first ever fiction book because hello i love the click book and the hunger games but like my first like adult fiction book oh what is it not like adult like it's adult material like as (laughs) as i am an adult um it's called flora and the sun i think it's about like an artificial like friend like ai like kid who like like an to my knowledge so far it's like an artificial toy who's like supposed to be a friend to kid who gets like taken home from the kid and like she's super hopeful about the world and humans and things but like is gonna learn i think her owner like the girl who adopted her or who bought her josie has cancer mm-hmm. but like these artificial friends are kind of like a siri or like an alexa kind of thing where they can, like give you a timer and they're very observant because they're like artificially intelligent see i don't know how i feel about that i feel like if i think too much about the direction in which artificial intelligence is going like that just scares me because then i start thinking about movies like iRobot and Ex Machina and uh, what's that new one that just came out? Is it Kimmy with Zoe Kravitz? You think I know? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's Kimmy. But yeah, it's just, they're creepy. Yes, but let's think of the benefits of artificial intelligence. I took a machine learning class, even though I have no coding experience over the pandemic because like me curious likes to learn and like is curious about all of this stuff. So like one of the things that they were able to do is like in, what's the proper word for developing nation now? Is developing nation the most PC term? I know third world is out. Developing nation, I think, is okay, but I do know there's another term. I'll, I'll look it up, back check. Got it. Well, um, they were able, they were showing how in one of these countries, they were able to use, like, AI, like, binary intelligence to, like, sort out, like, good fruit versus, like, bruised fruit to help, like, automate the process. Like, AI is really good for, like, automating repetitive actions. Mm. So, like, they were okay. able to put all the fruit on a conveyor belt and it, like, pre-sorted it for them. Yeah, that would come in handy. Wait, mm-hmm. sorry. Is that on your end or my end? The bird? My end. Oh, okay. Just checking. Um, yes, but my dreams are very either they're either or they're very no sometimes they're mixed i don't know i do get a mix of dreams the first time angela had me go through our the marvel movies which you can hear in episode i believe number 23 or there's one in the 40s about shang chi that didn't get much love because clearly y'all don't love our opinions on movies which is why we did not talk about eternals or spider-man if you would like more of that you can feel free to request it or we will just keep giving you information that you did not ask for but during my process of watching the first round of marvel movies i had a dream i was in like an airport and like a battle 
battle scene was going on and I got stuck with Hawkeye and I was like, this is useless. I'm going to die. Wait, was I was like, can anyone else come save me? Like anyone else in here? Like Hulk, Wanda, someone get me out of the guy with the arrows who like flame wasn't working. Was this after you saw Civil War? Um, let me see. Let me see if I have the note. You talk for a minute. For the most part, I feel like my dreams are pretty evenly split as well. Although when I think back on it, I do tend to remember my nightmares far more than anything else. So when I was looking through this to try to figure out maybe why, I found out that some doctors believe that there's a correlation between migraines and people who have more frequent nightmares. And I have chronic migraines, so that might check out. I found the Marvel one. Okay, this was on March 13th, 2021 at 8.32 in the morning. Okay. Oh, this might not even be the right one because this is, oh my gosh, another Avenger dream. (laughs) I go into other places. Um, Wait, do you record your dreams often? Um, I like try to like write them down when I remember them. Oh, huh, okay. Like, as soon as I wake up. Oh, I don't remember this at all. But like, apparently, I had a dream. I had to go collect the Affinity Stones, and like then I like had to transform into an Avenger. But like some. Oh, I kind of remember this. This might have been around the time of Falcon and the Winter Soldier because I was like, and then like during the process. Oh, I remember this now. I like got you know how like they're always like breaking windows and like entering people's houses. Mm-hmm. So I got into like Asian household. I'm assuming Japanese like performing a tea ceremony and like I had to stay through the tea ceremony like while I was trying to collect like all of the affinity stones oh my god and then I ended up in like a huge department store it's not like America like Bloomingdale's like Harrods where there's food and everything and I had to like run throughout this hotel slash department store like trying to find like the little doors to find infinity stones because it was kind of like Pokemon Go Mm -hmm. where like I had like a tracker to catch them all but I had to just do it through realms and public places like Doctor Strange style like entering and exiting and I kept going in and out of like different sections of a department store and it was very fun. Well, not fun because I was trying to like, you know, save the world. But other than that, very fun. You have some cool dreams. Yeah, I have those. But then I also have dreams like, oh, apparently I had a dream like no one wanted to hang out with me on my birthday too. So like they, they, they ebb and flow. Oh no. Well, apparently most of the population has good dreams more than bad dreams. Only 5% of people report having nightmares more than once a week. So that's actually pretty good if you think about it. Wait, those two things don't sound like comparable though. I found out that there's actually a degree for bad dreams. It goes bad dreams, which are just unpleasant. Mm -hmm. Nightmares, which disturb you to the point that you cannot or do not want to go back to sleep. And then there are night terrors in which you are filled with like an intense fear that usually, in which you are filled with an intense fear that usually keeps you from going back to sleep at all or you don't want to because you're afraid that the dream is going to happen again. So just on the base of like good dreams versus bad dreams there are different ways of characterizing the bad dreams but like night nightmares are where fear slash anxiety actually come into play mm-hmm. yeah but do you, well I learned this the fun way I didn't I had to google this um sometimes I go in and out of like how well I'm able to sleep mm-hmm. so I started taking melatonin because it's one of the more natural things you're taught to take and I take it for the first night and nothing really happens they say it takes about like three to four nights for it to start kicking in I took it for like four nights straight after like so I took it day one and day two and I was like eh, kind of working kind of not but I wake up drowsy and like this isn't bad days like three through seven or three through five because it was only three days I think I had some of like the most vivid nightmares that I could not wake myself out of and so I google I'm like what's a, I'm like melatonin and bad dream melatonin dreams are completely a thing and I warn people before they start taking it like I like stopped taking melatonin completely I found a new like CBD CBN um tincture that I really like but like I will never take melatonin again because like I am very susceptible to nightmares with melatonin oh my god like it's a very real 
whole thing. I've had the same thing happen to me where if I take it more than one night in a row, I have very intense dreams. I usually have crash dreams in which I'm like in a car, going off a bridge, on the BART train that's like being derailed, crashing into the car in front of me, like on a plane that's crashing, just like all the crashes. So I try not to take it either. I started taking a another like stress and anxiety thing that's like not melatonin. But yeah, they are totally real. Actually, um, just as far as like the effectiveness of melatonin, another friend told me that you should actually get at least 20 to 30 minutes of like natural light while you're taking it in order for it to be most effective. So like, why? I, I don't know. I think it's something about um just making sure that like your natural circadian rhythm is kind of like in play so that you're not just working through artificial light. So she was telling me like, go outside, sit in a window, like do something so that you're like in the sun. Mm, like right before you take it? No, just like in general, like any day that you're going to take it, she's like, get some sunlight. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so we talked a little bit about recurring dreams for you. Like, do you feel like you have recurring dreams more when you're stressed? Because apparently that's a really big thing. Like any sort of recurring dream that you have is an indicator of psychological distress, particularly if the content is negative, harmful, or threatening. Marco? Oh, shoot. I was muted that whole time. Oh, no, you're okay. Great. So I was saying how I swear I heard this and I'm sure you might have had this fact checked that you only dream for like three to seven minutes or like five to ten minutes at a time. So like you might feel like you're dreaming like all night but like everything is like in a smaller segment like you're not actually dreaming for like as long as a dream feels and I felt very like offended with that news. (laughs) Yeah so apparently when you have vivid dreams those they say occur during your REM sleep and REM cycles last between like 60 to 90 minutes. You're not dreaming that long. Right. A dream which is annoying. Right. And then they say it's far less common to dream outside of a REM cycle but those dreams are far more abstract so you can remember kind of like feelings and things that are happening but way less detail. So anything like your Avengers dream that probably happened during REM sleep. Yeah. But yeah. Have you noticed a correlation between stress and recurring dreams? Um some yes. I'm not a big recurring dream person. Oh lucky you. I've had it a few times, but like, I don't think it's more that. But also something that's like, I guess like not offensive, but is really annoying about my dreams. They're never like, sometimes they're deep, but they're not really, really like, they're very like, this just happened to me. Like, oh my God, like I, okay, like a short anecdote. I accidentally stole a pair of sunglasses from Target. I was wearing them on my head of trying them on. I brought them back. Like I didn't actually steal them, but like I definitely walked out of them with on my head with the cameras and did not pay for them. But it's like, I'll have dreams that I'm like, I'll have a dream that night about like being at Target. Like they're not very like subconscious things like I need to reconnect. Like it's pretty clear. Like I recently went on a series of dreams about like some unfortunate dating escapades and it was very clear like there's only one thing reoccurring from real life and from the dreams. So like my dreams aren't giving me these like deep psychological messages like oh you watched Marvel last night. (laughs) Here you go. Well I mean that's actually I don't know depending upon who you talk to that's actually considered okay because psychologists tend to think more that your dreams hold latent meaning but then there are other researchers who believe that just the act of dreaming at all is your brain's way of trying to work through storing knowledge and memories that you've made that day Mm -hmm. so either way your brain's still doing something and there's actually a really cool article that i just read it was published in late 2020 so it's still fairly recent where these two neuroscientists from stanford were postulating that dreaming about anything at all 
wall is your visual cortex's way of protecting its territory in your brain. And so by being active at night and you're still technically seeing is your brain's way of of defending the space that it needs for sight and it not being taken over by another sense. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know where in your little agenda research bubble this is, but Angela, I've now had you watch PSA Forever in Kanto. Con, not can. Kanto. (laughs) If I hear one more person say they've watched in Kanto, like I'm going to scream. Oh, actually. This isn't me just being, this isn't me just trying to be like the woke. I am currently speaking over someone of like Latinx heritage. I'm aware of this, but like I started talking first. Like if I hear one more person saying in Kanto, like I can't. Can't. Can't, not can't. Exactly. (laughs) Well, no, I was just going to say, I really think that some people are trying to make that switch, but it might be translating a little bit too much. I went to a restaurant yesterday to pick up takeout and I asked for the order for Angela and the girl at the register said, oh, the order for Angela? I'm like, no, no, Angela. She's like, Angela. Wouldn't it be Angela? Yes, it is Angela. So she she was trying, but- points for Jay. Yes, more yes, more points for Jay. But it was just really funny because it threw me for a second because I was like, wait, why are you pronouncing my name like that? And I was like, oh, she's probably seen in Kanto. Is someone's named Angela in, in Kanto? No, but I feel like she either like might have just seen it and so it was like sparking some recent Spanish or like latent Spanish from Spanish class in her brain. Or maybe but, like, she there are not like Latin people named Angela. Is Angela like a particularly like you prefer the term Latine? I I, li- Lat- I like Latine, yes. Okay, like like a particular like Latine name, is it? Um, I think it's still fairly common just because it, it does exist. My name doesn't typically change much in spelling depending upon the language. It's just the pronunciation. So yes. like Spanish, Angela, Italian, Angela. Hawaiian, it's really like, pretty. It's Anella. I feel like a lot of the Angelas I know are black. Hmm. I know in film and literature, at least, there are a lot of Marias and Angelas. Oh, well, there are a lot of Maries. Marie's like the most common middle middle and or first name I think like internationally oh yeah for sure oh yes but the whole reason I brought up in condo it affirmed Angela's reinvigorating into the mysticism witchiness of the Latin a people um yes and no I don't know I need to I need to speak with someone about it because I don't want to present it in the wrong way particularly because there's been a rise in like Wicca and I'm sorry I'm gonna be not PC for a second but white girl magic okay yes so the point of it the whole the whole point of me trying to sagu is Encanto is a point that everyone knows and Angela has previously spoken of such things so my question was in terms of your dreaming and this magical mysticism stuff occurring can you explain to us is that if that's something that's happened to you like you dream about a snow day and then it snows oh yeah I talk about this all the time with my family um because they're I don't know they they have a lot of dreams about death and then someone dies well no they actually have a lot of dreams about birth and then someone dies yeah really creepy but I have always been really good at predicting when new relationships are gonna happen so in your no but like in your remember we're talking about dreams like you've dreamed about yeah like I've dreamed about people in my life getting into relationships like I can pick out names too and so I don't know whether it's like I'm Sean Spencering it and I'm picking up on a lot of little clues and then they're all coming together subconsciously and then I've got 
got it. about my love life more. Just think about me in a happy, healthy, thriving relationship every night before you go to bed. Okay, but see, then am I, there's like, I feel like there's a fine line between like letting something come to me and pushing myself into a lucid dreaming situation where I'm controlling what's happening. Have you ever lucid dreamt? Partially. I'm not sure if you would consider this like a full lucid dream. So I've had a recurring dream where I was in spy school and it was kind of like a combination of Black Widow meets Divergent meets that old TV show Burn Notice where- Burn Notice is about spies? I haven't seen it in a long time. I've only watched like the first season, but I think he was like a CIA agent who got burned and then he was trying to figure out like who got him kicked out. Physically or emotionally? My understanding is like like when you get a burn notice, you're out, like you're cut off. Like no one's going to speak to you anymore. Your identity no longer exists. Got it. Basically, I was in spy school and then I found out that I didn't make, I didn't, and so like you had to pass a test every week, physical, educational, whatever. Of course. And I didn't pass and I was in like the bottom, like 10th percent, which meant that I was going to get, yeah, which meant that I was going to get burned. So I was like, okay, whatever, they're just going to kick me out. And then I overheard some people talking in the bathroom that the people who got burned weren't just kicked out, they were killed. So, oh, Squid Games. Yeah. So then I was on the run for my life and I was using all of my different spy school training, like using burner phones, hopping in and out of windows. Like I jumped off of a building at one point, I stole a car. All of this stuff was happening. But then in the end, they found me, they killed me, I woke up. So the next night I went to bed, I had the same dream again, but then everything was happening the same way that it did. So it's because I already knew what was going to happen. I was trying to get like 10 steps ahead of them to get away. Groundhog Day. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like I recognized, I didn't, I don't know so much that I recognized that I was in a dream, but I recognized that the same things were happening. So I knew how to get around them. Interesting. Yeah. I haven't lucid dreamed or I mean, I guess like maybe I've like had segments. Like I've had, sometimes I've been in dreams or nightmares where I like, I'm like, no, I don't want this to happen and I'll like change it. So I guess that's lucid dream. Oh, but it's more like, wait, Jay, hold on. Riff for a second. My computer came unplugged. So I have to go plug it in again. So it's not that I've had lucid dreams per se. It's more like I've had times where I've changed or altered what was happening in a dream. So maybe that is lucid dreaming. When I hear lucid dreaming, I think of someone who could control like everything about it versus I can like segment and swerve and like pivot things going on. But yeah, the other thing I've never had, thank God, is sleep paralysis. I've heard of it and I've been terrified about it. It's kind of the same terrified feeling I have when I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to scream. I've also had bad dreams about that where like I've been in an emergency and I can't scream. And that's like one of my worst fears is not being able to scream when I need to scream. So not that I practice very often, but I do check in on myself every once in a while to make sure what my family has deemed my horror movie scream is still very functional and can be used if needed just for like good measure. Just like you always carry pepper spray, fold your keys, give someone your location, all that good stuff. I check on my scream every once in a while because if I lost it, it'd be good to know so I can start carrying a whistle around. That was one of the things they gave as a freshman orientation. They gave everyone a whistle, but it was like one of those plastic whistles that everyone's gonna just chuck. They should give you like a whistle or we should invent some kind of whistle that's like kind of like a car clicker where you can like click it in and out, but like it's small and contained because like whistle is just like not geometry or physics. I guess it's like engineering because it just has to be like, I don't know, Angela will have fun fact checking this. It just has to be a hole to make like a sound out of an instrument. Like I don't think there are very many specifications on it. So like, I don't know, read the show notes on inomniapod.com slash episode or inomniapod.com backslash EP59 for the answer. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have so much fun. How much of that did you catch? Uh, I heard sound coming out of a hole. Angela will fact check it. Got it. So I was talking about how I haven't lucid dreamt, but like I've pivoted and changed my dreams. I mean, you're going to edit, so you'll hear mm-hmm. all that. But then I went on to sleep paralysis and how I've never had sleep paralysis, but I've heard about it and it terrifies
terrifies me almost as much as like dreaming like I can't or like I've had this in dreams and then like I've worried about in real life that you can't scream when you need to scream oh my god okay I I don't think I've ever had sleep paralysis but I've been in that like weird nether world where you're like kind of sleeping kind of awake but it's like really hard to control your thoughts but my mom used to have sleep paralysis and I know like a couple other people in my family have and it sounds terrifying yeah not good but the point being my scream and I was telling our audience how I practice my scream every once in a while to make sure I still have it in me but if not I, we should get whistles but like our campus gave us whistles they weren't very convenient they were plastic and small so they should figure out one that like can fit into like a car key like with the button and I was like I don't know exactly how to engineer a whistle but I'm sure it's just about like the amount of air getting blown in and out and I was like annual fact check how small we can make a whistle to attach so people can have it if they are unable to scream ah gotcha okay yeah there are actually some really cool self-defense items that I can link as well and I believe they have some whistles but it's cute I'll have to see if I can still find it but I know for a while there was this company that was making whistles into jewelry so it would be like on your bracelet or on your necklace I have a necklace that has a whistle on it yeah I feel like we should wear those more often yeah have you had any of like the basic dreams where it's like your teeth falling out and like where do you stand on the whole if you're dreaming of someone they're thinking about you or if someone's in your dream they're you're thinking about that well obviously if they're in your dream you're thinking about them so isn't it like <laughs> if you dream about someone they're thinking about you is how it's supposed to go yes I I don't know how I feel about that but also like I very rarely dream about people that I know okay so... but isn't that okay wait so are you telling me that's fiction that this is fiction I heard like you can't dream about people you've never like seen seen or come into contact with is that a lie so i don't think it's quite that strict but generally i think they've proven that about 60 percent of the people who you see in your dreams whether they're main characters or background characters you've at least seen in real life yeah. it could be people from the bus your school office place restaurants whatever i mean i've had numerous dreams with like ashley tisdale so like <laughs> I've seen her. I haven't seen her in real life, but I've seen her on my TV enough times. Yeah, I feel like I'm far more likely to have celebrity dreams. It's maybe like maybe 10 times a year I dream very, I dream with main characters who are people who are in my everyday life. But no, I think as far as the basic dreams go, I, I've had the teeth falling out one a couple times. Usually when I'm really stressed, it's supposed to be like an indicator of, um, what is it? Is it, it's like personal anxiety. I thought you did research. I did. I just didn't do the teeth one. I often have like high school slash college dreams which I know are very basic where it's like like Jay like I'm like you didn't go to discussion for a whole quarter like of oh my course God. you're failing the class or like you didn't turn in your final or like I have those when I get stressed I have school dreams like I'm back in school and it's like Jay you didn't attend this course all semester it's like or all quarter it's like what do you mean I'm like what do you mean I didn't attend they're like yeah you just ex I like I forgot it was like I was supposed to go it was like a Tuesday Thursday class and I forgot mm -hmm. to go every Tuesday and Thursday and I was like kind of turning an assignment somehow it was very I have those when I get stressed I have those too and I, for a while I was having them every night it was terrifying me yeah, and I already have ah I can't think of I can't think of the word right now it's my my type of insomnia I'll put it I'll put it in the show notes but there are types of insomnia there are two types of insomnia there's oh is it sleep onset insomnia it's where I'm I, I basically I get freaked out to go to sleep mm. so I'll try to stay awake until I pass out so so much so that I didn't want to go to sleep and literally like I went through college College, like I was failing classes, like never went to class, never did the assignments or went all the way through.
through but then didn't make it to the final and was getting kicked out or I was retroactively failing high school yeah or something like that and my mom looked those up for me because she could just like hear me like every night waking up and apparently it has to do with personal dissatisfaction in your career yeah that checks out yeah so that was that was quite a thing but the one that I have too all the time occurring is dreams about spiders and Jay you know how much spiders freak me out too much seriously I turn into Schmidt in the spider hunt episode of new girl anytime I'm within 20 feet of a spider and like my family even tells me that I have my very own spidey sense or Peter tingle as we now call it Mm -hmm. because even in the dark I can see the smallest spider and I'm just on it calling for someone to get it I know I now just like if I see a spider in like a five foot radius I just don't like don't move and I don't tell her where it is um, because if you tell Angela like don't look and she was the first person to be like what and like spin her head all the way around so I just know that makes me so mad because I didn't used to be like that I don't believe it I used to be far more self-contained and if you told me not to look I wouldn't look I don't know what happened I don't believe that but yeah my reoccurring one is the spider one and so if you're like me and you're not into spiders just like skip over this little bit but when I get really stressed now I have dreams that I'm somewhere in my house I'm alone doing something really casual is it like ant laundry like a giant spider comes in kind of I'm doing the most innocuous little thing and see a tiny spider outside of the corner of my eye and after like a million dream minutes I work up the courage to go over and swish it and it's always in an area where I can't use the vacuum or the swiffer and I have to get close to it or your hairspray or my hairspray yes that is a really big one and right as I get within squishing distance all of a sudden it lunges at me and grows (laughs) it's terrifying (laughs) oh my god I'm sure people who are afraid of spiders that is really scary but also like the visual image of Angela like getting a spider lunge at her is really funny oh my god and then I try to do like some matrix move and bend over backwards but I don't get there in time and then always like right as it's almost on my face that I wake up but Mm. I have those like before I have big meetings Mm. um my annual reviews uh anytime I have a big test at the doctor or something like that I have those and I have the worst night's sleep and I wake up and my face is all puffy it's terrible do you also know if it's fact or fiction that you can't die in your own dream I've heard that I think it's fiction because I'm pretty sure I've died in my dreams Like in my crash dreams, some of them, there has been impact. So I'm pretty sure like that's the moment of my death. I've been like, not like this exact dream, but it's like I've been Lexi under the plane, but like while she's still talking. Like it's never, I've never like finished dying in a dream. Like I've been like stabbed and shot, but like you don't see yourself stopping breathing and stop being. I've never had a moment where I'm looking over myself. It's usually like me experience it. So it's like I, I like jolt in my, there's like impact in my dream dream and then I jolt awake well yeah that's the point so you've never actually died then because you've jolted awake I guess so. I will look that up, but I have heard that pretty often that you can't actually die in your own dream. As this episode is one to self-serve, as this episode is one to self-serve and indulge Angela in this, Angela, I would like you to share with the class one of the dreams that involves the most people who have been on our podcast that you've had. Oh, okay. I haven't had one. So Angela, come with the content. (laughs) Okay. So I had a dream that one of my friends, she has not been on the podcast, but I had a dream that she was 
getting married and eloping in Vegas. And so she literally like drove up in Sahar this like, Kiana. Sahar. Yeah. So she drove up in the coolest white car, came out in this super awesome white suit and told me like, get in bitch. We're going to Vegas. I'm getting married. And I was with you, Amanda, and my big, your big, just like everyone from our little college group. We were like hanging out. And so she was like, get in. Like, I'm going to get married. And I was like, oh no. Like, yes, I'm totally coming with you. I was like, I just, I have to go tell my friends. And she's like, just tell them to meet us there. We're all going. So we all go to Vegas. And like, I was with her, some of her other friends and family in the car. We drove there. We all went to the Cosmopolitan. We were all in this gigantic suite together. And then it ended with us like going to an Elvis chapel for her to get married. Oh, how Diplo, Joe Jonas, and Sophie Turner of us. Right? Okay, I have to, I seriously wanted someone to do that over the pandemic. Like, I was kind of really, really hoping that Kiana would have to elope in Vegas. Why have someone else do something you can do for yourself? Well, I'm not there yet. And according to the Instagram real filter that I was using, I'm not getting married for another five years. Well, I would totally do it though. I would have my civil wedding in Vegas. Well, hey, at least you can plan now. I mean, yeah, but there's so many things in between then, like the doble quince and your golden birthday. birthday. Yeah, golden birthday. Oh, geez. Okay, maybe I have to knock out the trip or 29. Maybe I just do doble. Oh, no, but then they're still back to back. I don't know, man. <laughs> you you thought 29 to 30 better or would be easier than 30 to 31. Apparently, for some reason. But either way, the doble quince is sticking on the books, guys. It's going to be amazing. I have so many ideas. Hmm. Oh, but Jay, okay, I have a question for you. Okay. What is your sleeping position? Um, I think mostly I feel like I'm a... Mm, I think I'm a side sleeper. Okay. I normally rotate though. So like, I don't... Uh-huh. I don't know because like as soon as I wake up I roll to my side so I guess I'm not on my side if I have to like roll to my side Mm -hmm. I think I'm on my back I'm like not fully on my back like I'm on like like a hip but like I'm like more flat but like I'm not like completely flat okay do you do like that do you do like the yoga stretch where like your legs are on the side your hips are flexed but your back is straight I don't know what that looks like oh okay I kind of think of it like a question mark oh my god I have I have fallen asleep though for like a full night with my legs like ankle over ankle and I woke up with the worst pain ah that sounds bad yeah don't I feel like oh I feel like one of your legs would have fallen asleep nope oof But I ask because apparently the position in which you sleep most frequently can influence your dreams as well. So if you're a side sleeper, you are more likely to dream about your day-to-day life. Okay. And if you if you sleep on your stomach, apparently you are more likely to have a, as one of our friends says, a spicy dream. Really? So I'm not sure if this is actually correct, but I did go through several articles to try to fact check this and all of them have said the same thing about sleeping on your stomach, but one article equated it to compressing your lungs and you're being short of breath mm. which would um like inc- increase your breathing activity so you're actually more likely to have a spicy dream oh. or to have a dream where you are bound or like held captive interesting mm-hmm. okay well similarly to that and on a good note to end on i was listening to another podcast did you know that a certain percentage of people when they sneeze it is an eighth of an orgasm <laughs> oh my
my god, what? Also, some women can orgasm from certain moves at the gym. It's called like a gymnasm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yes, apparently some percentage of the human, I think it's the female. I don't know if it's the entire human population. They, on their podcast, they said 40. I don't know if it's that's the true, that's the number they threw out. Like 40% of people, when they sneeze, have an eighth of an O. And then they continue to ask, well, if you sneeze eight times, is it a full one? <laughs> so... I don't know, everyone. Go to our show notes from Angela to hear the answer. It makes me think of, is it, it's Friends with Benefits with Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis? Yes. <laughs> where he sneezes every time. <laughs> See? Oh. I don't know. Maybe there's, maybe there's some truth to it. I will let you all know. All right. Take are we ready out. to? No? Oh, yeah. <laughs> or not. Continue <laughs> while, while the EDM party starts next door. And on that note, thank you for listening to today's episode of In Omnia Paratus. Grab your coffee bowls and don't forget to rate, download, and follow on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. As always, where you lead will follow. So head on over to at In Omnia Pod on Instagram and let us know what you'd like to hear about in the comments. Bye. Sweet dreams.